Hello, and welcome to the Photo Field Notes podcast. I am the host, Ali Ciardo. And before we get into today's episode with Andy Seeley, just a quick final note. If you're listening to this in semi-real time, it's your last chance to register for the Musea Gathering. It's a free virtual photo conference that's happening on February 22nd and 23rd. So go ahead and register. It's free to watch live um, and support the show. You can get your ticket for free at museagathering.com slash fieldnotes. All right, let's get into the episode today. Welcome to the Photo Field Notes podcast, where you'll find stories, tips, and inspiration from professional photographers to get you taking action in your own business and making your business dreams a reality. Hi, everybody. This is Ali Ciardo, and today joining us is Andy Seeley, who's the CEO and co-founder of Creatively Disruptive. He is a small business marketing expert, and he's committed to helping businesses like us keep up with all the latest algorithms, which is so overwhelming, and to make sure that we're getting our money's worth for our online advertising, especially looking at the craziness going on in the world today um, with everything that's, that is now, now we're in 2021. So, <laughs> Andy, thank you for being here, first of all. You're welcome. I'm I'm very happy to be here. Just as you started talking, I have a little little hummingbird just come to visit. That's a good sign, isn't it? That's a good thing. Yeah, here here (laughs) in Michigan, I'm not seeing that kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Andy, I want to start with your backstory first of all. um, In this kind of like world of marketing, becoming a marketing expert. So, why is it? What's your background? Why should we listen to your expertise? So originally I'm from New Zealand. My partner's actually from New Zealand. There's an, we, we do have an American company. I'm based in Phoenix. Uh, and I mean, you know, I guess I've been working with small business since 2004. Um, was a small business owner myself. Uh, we owned, uh, I guess I am. I, I mean, my, my agency is a, a team of 20, so that's not like a, a, a massive multinational corporation by any means, but um, I've either been running small businesses or marketing for small businesses for probably the last 20 years uh, or close to 20 years. Um, First of all, we owned a a gymnastics gym. My wife's a gymnastics expert and um, gymnastics coach, and we we ran a small family gym. Um, You know, so we really had a really great taste of what it's like to be very close to our customers. Um, I think, you know, a lot of business owners, especially photographers, tend to be very close to the customers, right? You're, you're actually taking photos of your customers. Um, and many ma and pas and, and small businesses, they tend to be right on that coalface of dealing with the customers and, and really feeling everything that's going on. And that kind of inspired me to start a publishing, you know, multimedia company that we had um, that we we started as Lehman Brothers collapsed, which was bad timing at the time. But that company is still in business today. I sold it in 2015, um, and it was focused on tourism. So we had a lot of uh, restaurants and you know activity type businesses, which again was very much small small business marketing them and 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 you know getting them out. In 2015, we spun um, what well, is now creatively disruptive out of. The, the media company that we were running because we wanted to, my partner and I um, wanted to serve more, have a, a broader grouping of um, companies that we could help. Um, you know, and obviously being limited to locales and tourism kind of like limited that that ability. I just want to make sure you can't hear the, the fire engines whizzing by there. Um, and, you know, 
the last five years we've been very very focused on working with small business we you know 90% of our business our, our clients are small business owners um, in fact even even our larger clients are technically small business um, and I just love the I guess the connection that we have with them and you know when we're helping small business owners we we hear about the fact that you know the difference that's made has allowed them to send their kid to college right the difference that we've made has allowed them to go on a nice vacation for the first time because you know as you know sometimes small business owners don't go on vacation much um and they struggle and they're just you know busting their butt especially freelancers and people who work for themselves and they they you know as many photographers tend to do it's all on their shoulders um and helping to scale them to the point where they can have an assistant or some help or get their business to a point where it's not all on their shoulders, where there's, where there's, um, where they can build a business around their skill set. Um, and you know, kind of, that's a bit of a background of, of, of what we did and why we, we got into it. And I just love, you know, we, we could make a lot of money probably working in e-com only. Um, e-com, especially right now, is like crazy, um, doing very, very well, um, as you could imagine. Um, but the heart and soul of our company is really with the small business owners. And we've got 50 something, you know, some of them are gymnastics gyms, uh, you know, 50 something that are actually, no, it's probably about 65 that are small business. We have gymnastics gyms, we have restaurants, we have dance schools, swim schools, we have um, electricians, we have remodeling companies. Um, we, we do a little bit of work with some photographers um you know the gamut is it's it's spread across you know we've got some restoration companies where you know they come in and clean up a you know a fire or whatever that you had in your house we've got you know a whole bunch of different types of businesses but the common thread is it's a little guy trying to make something for his family and there's something inspiring about that i think yeah and so i like that your background i mean not only working with a few photographers but in running a gymnastics gym that is very similar in right. not only um, the, the kind of like one-on-one -on -one client experience, but also the probably the challenges that have been pre presented as a small business owner in the last year. Yep, so yep. as we sit here, um, I think we, we were kind of talking before recording about how it's very overwhelming for small business owners. They have relative to huge companies, they have limited resources, they have less time, and they have less money than these big companies, because usually it's just them or just them and an assistant. And you know, their budget is limited by the fact that they are maybe a solopreneur or a smaller company. And so I guess we I want to definitely talk to you about Facebook. Um, but maybe even stepping back before that, if somebody is completely limited in their resources, where would you even guide them to start as a very first step as they're getting going, trying to get their business out in front of customers online? So, I mean, if we're talking about specifically photographers, because I think photographers have a, a, a an advantage that photographers photographers don't oftentimes think about. Some of them do, some of them don't. But um, you know, and our, in my experience with the photographers that I uh, that we've worked with, um, oftentimes they don't. I'm surprised, always surprised at how humble and you know, a lot of photographers are because you, you, know, you think sometimes you think of photographers and, you know, you think of the New York kind of like highfalutin fashion photographers yelling at the, at the models and blah, 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 and blah, blah. And that's not normal. I, 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 from my experience, that's not kind of what the average 
photographer is they love what they're doing they love the the art of what they're doing uh, of what they do and they love that experience of of taking photos of a wedding or special occasions and all those different things that are out there um one of the things that i think many photographers don't do a great job is showcasing their work funnily enough you know they you're using social media um and then putting a little bit of um your advertising spend behind that. There's a lot of times where, unfortunately, with Facebook, you'll, they'll, you know, you can post a, you know, a set of photos or whatever, and, and three people see it um, because Facebook ultimately wants you to spend money. Um, you know, that would be something, and I'll talk a little bit more about it. Um, you know, because obviously, I, I want to talk about some things that don't necessarily cost a whole bunch of money. Um, reviews we spoke about is obviously really key. Um, one of the things that we do with all of our small businesses is we try to we train them to to once the um, they've delivered the product to actually have a conversation where we basically say, hey, is there any reason why you wouldn't be able to give us a five star review? Are you really happy? And it's basically a check in to see if the customer is happy. If the customer says, oh yeah, Ali, this is wonderful. I really love this. Thank you so much. We love these photos. They're the best that has ever happened. That's your moment to say, hey, could you do me a favor? Could one? Could you? potentially give me a video just saying the same thing. I'd love to have a video on file if, if you've got that. Um, but also, could you go to Google and Facebook and, and give me a written review because it really makes a massive difference. Typically at that moment, oftentimes customers are going to be much more likely because they've just said that you're the most wonderful thing, thing since sliced bread. Um, and oftentimes they're feeling great about you. They've got the photos and everything and they're all excited and um, you can get get those reviews. And it's important to rack those things up. It becomes a statistical thing, right? Um, with Google especially, um, you'll find that you'll get better rankings and better results um, if, you're, if you've got really good reviews, both on Google and Facebook. Funnily enough, Google does actually look at Facebook and they, they the, it becomes part of their ranking system. Um, although I'm not 100% you know, sure of the true value of organic ranking anymore, um, because if you look when you search, there's so much stuff that you've got to go through before you get to their organic ranking. Now, you know, back in the day, Google was all organic rankings. Now there's all sorts of stuff that you've got to get through. And you might as well be part of the stuff that you're trying to get through, um, which would be paid. But when you pay, to do Google advertising, um, you're going to get benefits from that. Oftentimes, you know, if, if there's a, if there's a, you know, three um, Google search result, you know, paid results come up, and you're one of them, um, the difference maker is going to be the one with the better reviews. Um, if everybody's got good reviews, the one's going to be the one that's going to be the difference maker is the one with lots more reviews. So if you've got 200 reviews and I've got 100 reviews and we both got five stars. Ali's probably going to get the difference, right? Going to get the, the business. Yeah, I think that's a really great idea. I had, what I'm doing currently is I ask kind of it almost in a PS, like if this experience was worth five stars, please yep. consider a review. And I link to the places to make it yep. really easy for them. But, but ask I, the video. Yes, I like a couple of things you said. First, I like that you, that you, I like the idea of even doing it in a separate email or even a phone call where it's kind of like, very focused on that because it 
a lot of people do leave me reviews based on that and it does give an opportunity if anything were to go wrong for them to reply to me instead of just going right to the review it shows that I'm trying to be proactive about that um, but it still can be overlooked because they're getting their photos everything's kind of happening at once so it, it's it's it sounds great to do it as a separate outreach right. and if you do it separately you can avoid the bad review as well yeah right yeah gives it, a chance because let's say somebody, let's say you ask them, hey, um, you know, would you get, is there any reason why you wouldn't give us five out of five? And they say, well, you know what, we're not really not happy. That's your opportunity to make it right. And you really should. Yes, absolutely. I, I really like that wording. Now, I'm curious with this video idea, when they do a video, where are you using that to, where are you sharing that? So what a, like, just general, just a general post. Like, hey, look at this. Like, even on your own, like, um, uh, uh, we're talking, you know, obviously we're talking about photographers. Oftentimes we're talking about solopreneurs, right? Um, you know, posting it on your own post. Say, hey, look at my, my the last customer, what they said about, about me, posting it on your Facebook page. But also what's really, really powerful and we're seeing huge traction with it is building it into an ad campaign. Yes. We're showing all the and, and you know we actually have a vid we have a video we have a video that we have um, on our uh, Facebook sorry on our not Facebook on our small business marketing academy um, where we actually have a video and it's like a minute long and it's basically snippets of clients you know current review like reviews that they gave us um, so you know when you see that video it's a minute long and there's maybe eight different people saying different things in it. Um, and each of those reviews are probably a minute and a half long, so it would be like a nine, ten minute long video. But we've just cut out specific parts of it and turned it into an ad, and it's quite compelling. When I listen, when I watch it, and maybe I'm a little bit, you know, biased, but when I watch it, I get a little teary eyed. I'm like, oh my goodness, look at these. You see, little- yeah, that's very powerful to have that right. in a video, especially if it's kind of quick moving and you can put it. I don't know if you put it to music or what, but yep. you can do a lot with it. Yeah. Um, I've been really interested in the idea of like with retargeting, I've, uh, somebody else suggested, and I haven't done this yet, but this would be a great opportunity. Um, if you're doing retargeting and you're doing like a YouTube ad, even where someone who's been to your website and then they go on oh. YouTube and they see the ad that specifically has like, there's just so much you can do with that with video yeah. being such a big thing right now. So that is a really great tip for people to take and away. Video is cheaper. So just so you know, video, uh, is, a, is, cheaper um it's a cheaper um ad to build or or when i say cheaper ad to build it's the same as same cost as any ad to build but from a running it standpoint you'll get a lower cost per uh thousand which means that the cost of that ad to reach people is lower which obviously makes it more profitable as well because facebook likes video on their platform so you'll get rewarded for that fact the other thing is is people especially in service businesses like photography people like to they don't really care if Ali's talking about Ali's business or Andy's talking about Andy's business. What they really like is when somebody else talks about Andy's business or somebody else talks about Ali's business. And even though, you know, there's an element of, you know, we're paying for it to go out and blah, blah, blah. It's way more powerful if you're looking to get a photographer for, you know, your wedding or whatever. And there's eight different people going, oh, my wedding was the most amazing. You know, the photos was just so amazing. You know, John's photography just made the day and I've got this for years. And then, you know, whatever they say about the different things that you're trying to 
get across, it becomes quite compelling. And that's true. Even if it's a, even if the video is just kind of basic quality and then, yep. but the message is so much, but as photographers, we have this advantage where we can also kind of overlay like them talking and then insert a few pictures from their wedding and really make yep. a nice production that way to show the quality. So these, these are very good tips to be yep. sharing. Yep. Um, let's get a little bit more into Facebook. I know there are some challenges with Facebook and Facebook advertising is, is very overwhelming if you've never done it, probably even overwhelming if you have done it. So, um, let's say, let's, let's use this example of we've got these really great videos. We've put together this great little, um, you know, 60 second uh, clip of different people talking about us. We've overlaid some, we've put some music, we've overlaid some of our images with each client. Now, what do we do? <laughs> right. So first of all, music, you, you, you brought up music. Make sure you're not grabbing music off of iTunes and just putting it on there. has to be licensed. You have to have permission to put it on paid advertising. Otherwise, Facebook will, will spank you. And sometimes quite roughly, right? They'll shut your account down. You won't be able to do any advertising ever again. Um, so make sure that any, any music that you put on, that it's totally licensed because it can get yourself – you can get into Facebook jail and Facebook jail for life. Um, so you got to be very careful with that. So I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, it's a good point. And actually, just to insert, because just in case people don't know, there are some really great stock music sites that you yep. can subscribe to. I have subscribed to soundstripe.com. There's also yep. musicbed.com. There's a ton that Pond are. Pond 5 is another good one. Pond Which five. one? Pond 5. Oh, yes, Pond 5. So yep. these are all really good places to start to make sure that you're using music that you can legally use. Yep. Good, good exactly. point. Um so without getting into the nuts and bolts of building ads, uh, which, I, you know, I'm, I'm, we're going to give you guys an opportunity to learn the stuff um, at the end of the podcast. We'll give you some you know, pointers to getting access to the um, to the marketing academy that we offer. But, you know, let, let's talk about some of the negatives and some of the downsides, which we which we're seeing that you have to be aware of. And, and it's quite challenging and the positive. So the positives. I'll go. I'll go. Good. Good news first. The positive is uh, the algorithms has never been as powerful as they are. We're not. We, we've not ever seen, and we've been doing this five years. And five years ago feels like five hundred years ago when it comes to digital marketing. Um, things have changed. Like Google is a total different beast than what it was five years ago. Uh, Facebook is a total different beast than what it was five years ago. Um, it's now you know, you know, Facebook is is just a, a an amazing platform for small business however the downside is each month it's getting more and more complicated and more and more difficult to use not necessarily just because of the sophistication of what you're doing which obviously puts an element of of difficulty to it but because of of a lot of the political stuff that's going on and all of the um privacy issues and the stuff that facebook's kind of like having to manage and and, and and fight and some of that is because of the power of facebook it's got so powerful that you know these things are starting to come back on it right people are starting to go hang on a second you know this is scary good this is like you know for, from a marketer standpoint i love scary good from a individual human standpoint maybe it's 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 just scary right um Facebook's goal, are, are, I've spoken to Facebook, um, you know, Facebook people uh, multiple, multiple times, and, and it's always been their goal to get to the point where they can predict what you're going to do. So they're, they're looking for the algorithm to be so powerful that they can basically fortune tell and go, okay, 
Allie is going to be doing this tomorrow. She's probably going to do this on Saturday. She's kind of probably going to be doing getting up to this on the, this day and so forth. And then making sure that the way they're presenting ads and so forth to you fits what you're doing because they know that it makes it that much more powerful that you'll act upon it. The problem with that is obviously there's now pushback from a data standpoint. There's pushback politically. Um, there's because of the, you know, and this is not a, uh, a Facebook thing. This is just a, I think a way the country has gone thing that with so much division and, and, you know, lots of fighting, <laughs> arguing that everyone seems to do. And oftentimes it's on platforms like Facebook. They're really trying to get that under control because, and it's, and it's a, imagine trying to get 2 billion people under control at least, and definitely at least if it's just America, 166 million people under control. And just the fact that they're trying to get that under control is a problem to a lot of people. So they're, they're, they're wrestling with this beast that I'm not sure, I'm not sure how that, how that's going to pan out just because it's so, it's such a multi-stringed beast that they're trying to do, you know, if they do one thing, it makes one group of people happy and it pisses another group of people off. You know, if they, you know, if they do this, it upsets this people and it makes these people happy. There's no, there's no good route for them. However, the, the algorithm is still amazing. Now, the other thing negative, unfortunately, is Google, oh, sorry, Facebook, sorry, like I'm getting Apple? mixed up with Apple. <laughs> yeah, all, Apple was just in the big news. Tech brands. Um, Apple <laughs> is has just rolled out, <clears throat> and over the next six months is going to be rolling out some privacy policy updates to iOS 14, which directly do affect Facebook's ability to retarget, um, um, at least the way it used to retarget. Um, there's going to be a lot more sophisticated things to do, which is way more data crunching, way more you know, technical hoop jumping um, that's ever been done, which kind of makes it a little bit more difficult for small businesses to navigate. Considering that majority of your listeners are, you know, photographers, they're not Facebook experts, that you're that experts of taking great photos. Um, it becomes quite a thing. Um, now, you know, from a low end, if you keep it simple, um, you know, and just get the word out to a local local businesses. And what we're seeing from a local business standpoint, which we think is going to be good, I think the all of these changes have main mainly affected e-com in the biggest way. For small local businesses that advertise in like a radius, which probably a lot of photographers are. So let's say you're you're in LA and you just and you want to you know just service a, a 20 mile radius around you, maybe even smaller than that in LA. Um, you know, top of funnel marketing does work if your audience is very, very, very targeted. So if you know who the most likely person is for you that's going to do business with you, so you build a great avatar or a great you know, brand persona um, and you really focus it down with using the interests of that persona, um, these issues are less affecting you, but there's still technical things you got to jump through. you got to make sure URLs are all mixed matching and you got to make sure that um, you're, you're choosing the right um, page that you're on. Uh, like, don't don't just when when you when you build a page, don't just click whatever buttons and go. Oh, I think that's good. You've got to be thoughtful about what kind of page you are. We have one client that listed themselves as a cause, um, but they were selling they're selling jewelry. But the reason why they they listed themselves as a claw as a cause uh, is that they 
donate 40% of their revenue to human trafficking victims to help them rehabilitate. But because they're a cause, Facebook puts them into the political camp and is like looking at every move that they make and jumps on anything that they think is slightly suspicious, where the reality is they're just saying, hey, we want to help women um, rehabilitate and we're giving 40% of our revenue and here's some really nice jewelry. Um, So be really thoughtful about how you set up your system because Facebook's the, like the Facebook police are, are looking at everything and looking for reasons, if I'm honest, and, and it's kind of sad to say, but they're looking for reasons to, to ban people or stop people. There's no, um, you know, basically they go, okay, you're guilty, Ali, and then you've got to prove that you're not. It's, it's not, it's not the, the regular court system that we're dealing with here. You're guilty until proven innocent. So it's best to try to just really be thoughtful about playing to their rules and and working within it. Don't try to go out of them. Don't try to be clever, um, play within their rules. Um, But coming back to the small business with the the radius, um, especially with high quality content, um, Facebook's loving quality content. You know, Facebook really wants you, wants great quality content up on its platform. So if you think about Facebook, it doesn't actually produce anything it's just a platform that you can put stuff if if none of us were there it would be just an empty space which would be quite boring but because we're all in there putting all of our stuff up um they have they have stuff for people to look at now from a photography standpoint it's a great platform to showcase your stuff and the more creative you are with presenting it you know uh utilizing videos or video slides going through stuff with emotional attachment to it um, Facebook loves it and re- will reward you for it. Um, the other thing about Facebook that is good is it's very, very weighted on relevance. So if you can be very relevant to the audience that you're talking to, Facebook's going to give you an, an, just another level of of love on top of it. Relevance is very important. In fact, there was a, a you know a, a well-respected uh, marketer that I know of, and he said relevance is the new branding. Talk a little bit about relevance and what that even means. If we're a photographer and let's say, again, going back to, let's say we have this great little video that we've put together where we've pulled in some online or, you know, some video reviews and some really fun things. How do we make sure that we're, I know this is like kind of a loaded question because that's everything, like making sure we're reaching the audience. But as a starting mindset, how do we get started in making sure that we are reaching a relevant audience or um, creating relevant content for them? So, for example, I'll give you a couple of examples. So, um, let's say it's Christmas and you want a whole bunch of Christmas shots done. You want to book out your, you know, your October, November, December with with family Christmas shots. Um, making sure that you're marketing to probably families. One, um, probably don't to make sure you're not reaching twenty year old guys that are just trying to go out and have fun. And they, you know, maybe their mums uh, organizing doing doing the Christmas shots and not them. Um, making sure that it's relevant to the audience that's that's receiving the the photo and vice versa. If you're trying to get more, uh, you know, wedding photography, don't don't be going after you know anybody that's you know out there that's living in the area because you know maybe you don't want to be in front of a 92 year old widower or you know a married you know a married couple that's been married for 20 years or whatever. Um, you know, maybe you want to be focusing on those because being engaged is a status in Facebook. Maybe you want to go after those that are engaged. Maybe you want to go after those that are that that have an interest in the not. You know, maybe you want to go after all of those different interest 
points that you can find that are specific to somebody that's looking to get married or or is is, is planning to get married. Um, because then all of a sudden, if they get a ad that has a whole bunch of wedding photos and a whole and a, and a, and a conversation with people that have got married talking about how wonderful you are, that's going to be very relevant to them and make and be much more compelling. And you're going to have a way higher um, success rate. So utilizing the interest targeting that Facebook offers to push Facebook off in the right direction um, can be a game changer between being you know, moderately successful or even unsuccessful to wildly, hysterically successful. Um, and you know, when I say that, I, you know, for, for example, I, I don't have any wedding photographers that we're working with right now, but we had, um, you know, uh, I, I guess this is a little bit of a different industry, but we have a remodeling guy who works with us, a remodeling company, and he was always struggling for stuff. And you know, he he does wonderful work, right? So we got a photographer, you know, a photographer went in and a videographer went in and took photos and videos of his work. We targeted um, homeowners um, in the specific area. We we make made sure that the only people that got um, his ads were homeowners. Um, we worked on trying to make sure that it was going to homeowners that might have had their home for a little bit of time and maybe the home was a little bit older. Um, and, you know, he's getting leads in at like $12 a lead. But as you can imagine, you know, one of those leads can turn into a $100,000 remodel and he's getting that kind of stuff happening. And it's kind of exciting to see. And his whole life has changed when the pandemic hit. All of his business was coming through shows. All of his business was coming through stuff that was closed down. And he was wondering if you'd be able to stay in business. Now, basically due to Facebook, if I'm honest, with a little bit of help from Google and email marketing, um, he's he's like, man, I, I, I've i never felt so positive about my business that I ever had because there's this mixture of well, now he's reaching the right people at the right time because there's so many people staying in their home and they're looking up at the ceiling going, oh, I really would like to change this or I'd really like yeah. to change that. And <laughs> he's doing really wonderfully. So coming back to photographers, it's the same thing, right? You know, we're right now you should be, you should be right out there looking for people that are looking to get married this summer um, because they're going to make a decision probably in the next couple of months as to who's going to be the photographer. What kind of action, you know, they there's a call to action. Have you found with small businesses kind of the best, uh, it, maybe it changes based on your goals in each one, but um, just like leading them to your website, leading them to an email list, a freebie. Do you think, do you have any ideas of if you're new to this whole thing, what's a good place to start with that? We find that the best tactic is just to get straight to the point, right? And, and, and to get that inquiry, hey, I'm interested in, working with your inquiry because that's really what we want um obviously there's there's value in, in building up lists and you know all of that good stuff but quite frankly there's a very narrow time that you have if you're a wedding photographer from the point that someone decides to get married to the point that they're married you, you don't have a lot of time to do you know uh you know email marketing and, and and nurturing right it's kind of like hey look at me i'm really great maybe you should contact me let's do it right yeah, so you think it's more kind of creating that, like that, um, tr the golden path, the trail. So they come to your website, they get the information right away, and then it's like, here's how to get in touch with me. Here's how to like yep. take action. For small business, for local small business with radiuses, we find that that is the best best route. Yeah, you know, if it's a big ecom or an ecom thing or or a cause or blah blah blah, there's there's definitely some nurturing that you can go through. But with 
with, hey, I, I'm selling a product or a service and I, you know, this is available right now. We want to we want to tell the story in a very compelling way and excite people to reach out to you. And that's typically what we do. We don't do a lot of let's start doing some marketing and hope that in three months time, four months time, someone does some business with you. No, the first day that that ad goes up, our goal is to try to get those people that see it that first day to potentially reach out, reach back to you. Now, there is an element of remarketing, but our remarketing um funnels are usually not that long, right? I mean, with email marketing, sorry, with e-commerce marketing, it might be a bit longer, but with service businesses, small businesses, a lot of times decisions are made pretty quickly. So we, you know, we might do a remark, we, we might do a remarketing campaign that might only go maybe a couple of weeks um, because people tend to make a decision pretty quickly. And a lot of our results do come, you know, at the top of the funnel, funnily enough. That's why we're, we're thinking that these the the Apple changes with the iOS 14 where there's going to be a lot of privacy restrictions or ability for people to restrict their information is going to be less of an impact for the small business owner. It's just going to be more complicated. Does that if that makes sense? So it's not it's it's bad from the point of view that it's complicated because there's lots more hoops to jump through because Facebook's requiring lots more stuff to make sure that things are legit and good, which is more of the political and the ramifications. The iOS 14 um, is just something that's another thing that's happening. But we do believe that for small businesses, for photographers, um, it's going to be less effective, less of effect on them because the ad is going to be um, a lot shorter with a, lot, a little bit less remarketing involved with it um, to get the results. Last question for you. Once they get to this page, kind of like the landing page or wherever you're taking them to, do you have any specific tips on what they should put on there? Do you think um, more video, getting right into the point, like selling them right on the outcome that they're looking for? Right. Have there been any specific things that have worked really well for the people you've worked with? Try to keep it simple. Um, don't get too crazy. Don't get too, like, sometimes more information is not better information. Uh, sometimes more information leads to confusion. Um, you want to keep it really kind of like to the point, but showcasing the story. And what we what we typically like to see is, you know, from the ad. Oftentimes, if someone clicks on the ad, there's a, a real height heightened sense of interest, right? Otherwise, we don't typically click on ads. Um, I mean, I know it's easy to do and just look at it, but if you do it right, a lot of the people that have clicked on the ads and are landing on your page, they're already starting to feel good about it. So. You know, making sure there's reviews so people, you know, people like to see, okay, hey, even if it's just written reviews that are scrolling by that so people can see, oh, hey, this photographer has loads of people that loves working with them, you know, showcase um, emotional, you know, content. If you've got it, content that you look at and go, oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and with photographers, you know, really look for that stuff and make sure you get permission that you can, like, use it in your advertising if there's some emotional content quotent to it um humanity tends to make emotional decisions always and then we um justify it with lo logic um it's not usually we do logical decisions and then we justify it with emotion it's usually the other way around um, especially with things like photography no one needs it but we all kind of want it right because it's memories it ca captures those memories forever and it's it's an important thing so and it's always very emotional so make sure you're thinking of that emotional heart string kind of like oh that's really good but don't have tons and tons of don't have a, like reams and reams and reams of stuff people are going to get confused 
So have like your four or five best shots that you've done that has like a real, oh, wow, that's wonderful. I, I, I could just see myself doing that um, with some reviews and then go straight in for the, hey, um, reach out to us. I'd love to have a chat with you about what we can do to make your special day great or capture some wonderful memories for you. Talk about them and what they want, not what you are. No one cares that Ali is a great photographer. They do. They'll say that they do. What they really care about is what they want. So right. talk about what they want. Um, a lot of people will come with the assumption that, hey, if there's an ad running and you have a really good uh, you know, landing page and you've got some great photography and there are people saying good things about you, that maybe Ali's actually good at photography, right? I don't need to quiz her on it. So if Ali goes in with, let's talk about you. What is it that's important to you? What's, you know, this is what we do. We make you, you know, it's all about them and what they want. Um, and all of your, all of the copy should be in that direction. Because quite frankly, no one, no one cares about my company from the point of view of that we're really good at Facebook ads, that we're really good at Google, that we're really good at email marketing and we build them all together and it makes it a tremendous system that just generates results. What they care about that is, well, what Andy just said sounds really good because what I get out of it is this. So what we tend to push all of our conversations about is what we do for them, not that we do Facebook ads, not that we do Google or, or, or email marketing, because quite frankly, you probably don't care. What you care about is the results that those that they get for me, right? So our, our conversations are always about result stuff. And that's why we call ourselves kind of a, a results-driven agency, not a you know, not a feature and benefits agency, if that makes sense. Yes, definitely. That's a that's been a big one. I was just talking to my husband today about that, you know, focusing on the outcomes results instead of the features. Yep. Yep. Okay, so you have this resource, the Small Business Marketing um, Academy. Yep. And where can people find that if they want to get into more of the nitty gritty and start to learn some of these things? So go to creativelydisruptive.com. I've got two two things for, to send for you guys to check out, but go creatively disruptive i know it's a mouthful but creatively disruptive.com if you go backslash loves marketing that's our blog there's lots of hints and tips just in there that you can just read about and lots of things in there that i highly recommend that you look into at the top of the page whether whether or not you're on creatively disruptive.com or creatively disruptive.com slash loves marketing you'll see a link that says uh what we teach right so when you hover your mouse over what we teach, you'll see small business marketing course. If you click on that, it'll actually take you to our, you know, our academy, you know, introduction. You can read about what, what it is. You can see that video I was talking to you about with all the small business owners talking about the course and talking about working with us. And you can just click the join the academy and that'll take you to a link that will walk you through signing up. Um, and you can chat, you can pay zero or you can pay a million, whatever you want. I'm happy for, for whatever you want. Uh, if I'm honest, you know, a lot of people do actually pay, which I'm very grateful for, but it's not necessarily our main goal. Um, we we were charging $350 for the course when we first started, um, and we decided that when the pandemic hit that it was our chance to actually help a little bit. And um, we've had a lot of people, we have a lot of members that have gone through it, and it's lifetime access, so if you put your $0 in, you got lifetime access to it. It's constantly being updated. Um, it came from um, our a course that we made for our interns. So our interns had, had a resource to learn how to do what 
what we do every day. So it literally is what we do, you know, in a in a course form. So you can kind of learn how to do it. There's lots of stuff in there though. It's like 90 odd videos and trainings and so forth, um, which might sound really good. But when you're wanting to be really busy with your photo photography, oftentimes it's like, oh gosh, do I have to go through this? So obviously, I'll, 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 you know, we're always here to help everybody, and that's obviously, you know, the way we actually make sure that it's, uh, it's free, um, is that that we're there for those that are like, you know what, I appreciate this is really great information. I didn't have to pay much for it, but I want to be taking photos and not doing Facebook ads and Google ads. Maybe I'll call Creatively Disruptive. So. It's kind of like a little bit of an entry level so you can get a taste of what we're all about and actually learn everything. I mean, there's nothing that we don't, there's no like secret recipe that we keep to ourselves, which is the missing quote and everything is there. So you can actually do some really good stuff if you get very committed to it. Um, I highly nice. recommend that you do it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so the, the links for those resources will be in the show notes. You can get them at photofieldnotes.com or right within um, the notes on this episode. So Andy, thank you. This was fun. I hope people will take you up on that and go check out the course and check out more about Creatively Disruptive. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Check out show notes at photofieldnotes.com. And if you loved this episode, leave your review on iTunes. See you next week.